Chapter Twenty Six of Arizona Nights by Stephen Edward White. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Wagon Tire. About noon she emerged from the room, fully refreshed and wide awake. She and Susie O'Toole had unpacked at least one of the trunks, and now she stood arrayed in shirtwaist and blue skirt. At once she stepped into the open air and looked about her with considerable curiosity. So this is a real cattle ranch, was her comment. Senior Johnson was at her side, pressing on her with boyish eagerness the sights of the place. She patted the staghounds and inspected the garden. Then, confessing herself hungry, she obeyed with alacrity Sang's call to an early meal. At the table she ate coquettishly, throwing a bird-like side glances at the man opposite. "'I want to see a real cowboy,' she announced as she pushed her chair back. "'Why, sure,' cried Senior Johnson joyously. "'Sang! Hi, Sang! Tell Brent Palmer to step in here a minute.' After an interval the cowboy appeared, mincing in on his high-heeled boots, his silver spurs jingling, the fringe of his chaps and packing softly on the leather. He stood at ease, his broad hat in both hands, his dark level brows fixed on his chief. Shake hands with Mrs. Johnson, Brent. I called you in because she says she wanted to see a real cowpuncher. Oh, Buck! cried the woman. For an instant the cowpuncher's level brows drew together, then he caught the woman's glance fair. He smiled. "'Well, I ain't much to look at,' he pro-offered. "'That's not for you to say, sir,' said Estrella, recovering. "'Brent, here, gentle your pony for you,' exclaimed Senior Johnson. "'Oh!' cried Estrella. "'Have I a pony? How nice! And it was so good of you, Mr. Brent. Can I see him? I want to see him. I want to give him a piece of sugar.' She fumbled in the bowl. "'Sure you can see him. I don't know as he'll eat sugar. He ain't that educated. Think you could teach him to eat sugar, Brent?' I reckon, replied the cowboy. They went out toward the corral, the cowboy joining them as a matter of course. Estrella demanded explanations as she went along. Their progress was leisurely. The blindfolded pump mule interested her. And he goes round and round that way all day without stopping, thinking he's really getting somewhere, she marveled. I think that's a shame. Poor old fellow, to get fooled that way. It is some foolish, said Brent Palmer. But he ain't any worse off than a cow pony that hikes out twenty mile and then twenty back. No, I suppose not, admitted Estrella. And we got to have water, you know, added Senior Johnson. Brent rode up the sorrel bareback. A pretty animal, gentle as a kitten, nevertheless planted his forefeet strongly and snorted at Estrella. I reckon he ain't used to the sight of a woman, proffered the senior, disappointed. He'll get used to you. Go up to him soft-like and rub him between the eyes. Estrella approached but the pony jerked back his head with every symptom of distrust. She forgot the sugar she had intended to offer him. "'He's a perfect beauty,' she said at last. "'But, my, I'd never dare ride him. I'm awful scared of horses.' "'Oh, he'll come around all right,' assured Brent easily. "'I'll fix him.' "'Oh, Mr. Brent,' she exclaimed, "'don't think I don't appreciate what you've done. I'm sure he's really just as gentle as he can be. It's only that I'm foolish. I'll fix him,' repeated Brent. The two men conducted her here and there, showing her the various institutions of the place. A man bit near the shed, nailing a shoe to a horse's hoof. "'So you even have a blacksmith?' said Estrella. Her guides laughed amusedly. "'Tommy, come here,' called the senor. The horseshoer straightened up and approached. He was a lithe, curly-haired young boy, with a reckless, humorous eye and a smooth face, now red from bending over. "'Tommy, shake hands with Mrs. Johnson,' said the senor. "'Mrs. Johnson wants to know if you're the blacksmith.' He exploded in laughter. "'Oh, Buck!' cried Estrella again. "'No, ma'am,' answered the boy directly. "'I'm just tacking a shoe on danger here. "'We all does our own blacksmithing.' 
His robe and I examined her countenance respectfully, but with admiration. She caught the admiration and returned it, covertly but unmistakably pleased that her charms were appreciated. They continued their rounds. The sun was very hot in the dusty. A woman would have known that these things distressed Estrella. She picked her way through the debris. She dropped her head from the burning. She felt her delicate garments moistening with perspiration, her hair dampening. The dust sifted up through the air. Over in the large corral, a bronco buster, assisted by two of the cowboys, was engaged in roping and throwing some wild mustangs. The sight was wonderful, but here the dust billowed in clouds. I'm getting a little hot and tired, she confessed at last. I think I'll go to the house. But near the shed she stopped again, interested in spite of herself by a bit of repairing Tommy had under way. The tire of a wagon wheel had been destroyed. Tommy was mending it. On the ground lay a fresh cowhide. From this Tommy was cutting a wide strip. As she watched, he measured the strip around the circumference of the wheel. He isn't going to make a tire of that, she exclaimed incredulously. Sure, replied Senor Johnson. Will it wear? It'll wear for a month or so till we can get another from town. Estrella advanced and felt curiously of the rawhide. Tommy was fastening it to the wheel at the ends only. But how can it stay on that way, she objected. It'll come right off as soon as you use it. It'll harden on tight enough. Why, she persisted, does it shrink much when it dries? Senior Johnson stared to see if she might be joking. Does it shrink, he repeated slowly. There ain't nothing shrinks more, nor harder. It'll mighty not break that wood. Estrella, incredulous, interested. She could not have told why, stooped again to feel the soft, yielding hide. She shook her head. You're joking me because I'm a tenderfoot, she accused brightly. I know it dries hard, and I believe it shrinks a lot. But to break wood? That's piling it on a little thick. No, that's right, ma'am, broke in Brent Palmer. It's awful strong. It pulls like a horse when the desert sun gets on it. You wrap anything up in a piece of that hide and see what happens. Sometime you take and wrap a piece around a potato and put her out in the sun and see how it'll squeeze the water out of her. Is that so? she appealed to Tommy. I can't tell when they are making fun of me. Yes, ma'am, that's right, he assured her. Estrella passed a strip of the flexible hide playfully about her wrist. And if I let that dry that way, I'd be handcuffed hard and fast, she said. It would have cut you down to the bone, supplemented Brent Palmer. She untwisted the strip and stood looking at it, her eyes wide. I... I don't know why, she faltered. The thought makes me a little sick. Why, isn't it queer? Uh, it's like a snake. She flung it from her energetically and turned toward the ranch house. This is the end of chapter 26.